I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Boom, here we are. Welcome back, Mitch. Welcome, Keith. What a, what a week. I had a great week. You did have a great week. I was on vacation. You were on vacation. How so. was your week? Tell uh, me all about it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Did um, you miss me? I did. I did. I missed you too. You're one of. You're the only person I texted from. I, I feel special. I feel like uh, I just kind of sat here. Um, I didn't feel good Monday because I wasn't here. Yeah, it was like really weird. Uh, and then Tuesday, and then um, I. Uh, oh yeah, don't don't let me forget to tell you about. Uh, totally slipped in the parking lot on Monday. What? Yeah, it was a little icy out. So I'm glad you missed that. We could have talked about that. We could have. We could have talked about that. We didn't that. get to podcast because I was gone. You were gone. so And that's why you were so sad. I wasn't here. Yeah, I was very sad. Uh, I slipped. I'm sad about that. I was sad that you weren't here to talk about it. And uh, and then the school got canceled again that week, so I was really sad about that. The kids had to stay at home with me for a day. But other than that, it was great. The weather's nice out now. It is. It's very nice out. I put on a baseball shirt. You did baseball. I got it. I got shorts on and a short sleeve shirt. It's going to be up to almost sixty degrees today. I uh, it's going to make it to fifty. I hear. Uh, I think the high is fifty eight. So yeah, wow, it's going to be great. I'm gonna um, after I pick up my middle schooler, I'm going to go get the car washed and uh, clean it out really well, good. And tomorrow, ten dollar Tuesday. Uh, I've got one of those unlimited pass Ooh. things. Yeah, so we normally go like three times a week. But I'm gonna get the car washed. That's, then I'm gonna get those mats. You know, all that salt off the yeah. off the mats. That's like the thing you gotta do. So yeah, I'm gonna clean out the car and uh, yeah, wait for the elementary school kiddo to come home and then uh, start making dinner, listening to the news or some music. I don't know. I'm going to baseball practice. Are you? Two of them. Good. Not outdoor. Hopefully, right? Indoor. <laughs> pretty nice out i guess it's still a little wet it's gonna be pretty soggy yeah, for a long time yeah that's probably accurate frost heaving out of the ground <laughs> frost heaving out of the ground yeah. <laughs> like mount mount frost suvius yes, right <laughs> it's just i don't that's what that's what happens it, the, the frost and the ground and then it comes out yeah here's the here's the real question do you think we're gonna have a second winter keith or do you think it's done it's what's today february 29th no it's I mean January, January 29th. 29th. Yeah. January, we're 2 days away from Groundhog February. Day. I, know. I don't know. Dude, I'm telling you. Um I we got to look up I, I remember years and years and years ago the accuracy of Punxsutawney Phil and it was pretty high if I remember right. Uh but I don't know how he's done in the recent years. But I always feel like when it is this warm this soon, we're going to get like a blizzard in March, early April. Hmm. So there's a very high probability I will watch the Bill Murray film, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, man, what a great film! What a great film. Um, do you ever feel like sometimes, yeah, like you get that deja vu feel where you're like, have I have I done this day before? Yeah, I do a lot. I've told you a couple of times yeah. when it's happened, and, you, and your response was, "Oh, sorry." 
Like, like it's your fault. Yeah, I always. It's, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's a major difference between you and I. I apologize. You don't. Um, Never. Can't show him weakness. I show weakness all the time. <laughs> I had a great. I had a great. Uh, I'm, yeah, vacay. How was the vacation? Well, it was great. I had a. Uh, I have a great. Um, anecdotal, anecdotal. Anecdotal story. story. Anecdotal. Okay. The story that will cure your disease. Yes. <laughs> More cowbell. <laughs> no, I was uh, about, you know, my uh, apologeticness or yeah. over-apologeticness yeah. or apologizing for things I shouldn't apologize for or yep. apologizing for things that don't need apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it as a weakness. I practice it as a strength. Um, so I had a lot of trouble checking in for my flight. Okay. Right, and uh, um, it was very frustrating. Couldn't do it on the computer. Couldn't do it on the. Is this app. on the way home? Mm-mm. On the way there. Way out. Okay. Got to check in ahead of time and all that. And um, flying Southwest, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, but they should be if they want us to podcast yeah. from tropical locations. As long as they make us A one and A two. Yeah, or anything for boarding. Anything below a B, I'd be happy with. Um, so I, so I call, um, I call and I was just, uh, apologetic. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I can't, yeah. I can't seem to get this thing to work. Yeah. Very, Can you please log me in? Very apologetic and yeah. just apologize for, and anyway, I, when I was pretty certain the problem was on their end, yeah. but I took full responsibility for it. Crystal took care of it. Oh, thanks, Crystal. She did great. She took care of it. She got you logged in. Yeah, this was like three hours after the twenty-four hour window, right? We're like, yeah, we're like twenty-one hours. To yeah, take, yeah. To what was your number? A twenty-nine and thirty. Ha! Look at that. Was it plane full? Yeah, chock a block full. Really? Way to go, Crystal. Way to go, Crystal. The world needs more crystals. But if I would have called in and blamed Crystal, I don't know that I would have, A, got checked in. I would, I'll confirm, I will confirm your suspicion that had you called me and started blaming me for not being able to check in, I would, I would probably not have checked you in. Yeah. So see. Or at least put you on hold for a good 20 minutes before I did. C, 59 and 60. (laughs) Well, very good. Very good. So. We're uh, we're continuing our series. What's next? Uh, and talking about um, as we go through life, um, we get hit sometimes with some challenging situations or challenging moments in our life, and we look at uh, what's next. Um, what can we do? Um, you know, uh, in that moment. Uh, and so this week we're looking at what's next after changing careers. Ooh. You and I have done a couple major career changes in our um in our world, in our existence, and we know people that have done you know pretty pretty significant career changes. Um and I would also add to that it's not just necessarily changing career within working, but I would also look at uh you know students that are graduating from college to entering the workforce. That's a big to me, a big change in career, you know, from studying, studying, studying to now producing, mm, yeah. right? Um, or, or from, or and with that too, it'd be kind of like um, 
transitioning from part because a lot of students have have jobs but probably not full-time employment, sure right yep that transition from or they have a college full-time job that's not something that they want to do yeah. for 40 years right yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that that's a big part of it transitioning from you know the 20 hour week to the 40 hour week or whatever yeah my um uh, just as a funny side story uh my aunt um when her kids my cousins graduated uh, one of them worked at the same company that I worked in and uh, not within his degree or whatever, but worked there for like, I mean, a couple of years before he could land something in his, um, in his field. And when, when, you know, he got the role or whatever, uh, she was like, Oh, finally he got his big boy job. And then she looked over at me and with his face, was like, Oh, sorry, Keith. Because <laughs> I was working there, yeah. right? Yeah. Not in the same job, but I was yeah. working there. And I was like, hey, you know what? Pays for my car, pays for my house, pays for my family, works for me. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was funny. Big boy, big boy jobs. I'm still waiting to land one. <laughs> me too. Um, so, uh, and then I would also say if you've been in the workforce and you're, and you're heading into retirement, that's a big change to you. So it's not just necessarily like... We're not really, really looking at life milestones per se, but we're really looking at um, a big change in career, what you're doing day to day, right? When your day to day kind of significantly changes, um, you know, what do you do? Maybe you're a stay at home mom and you're yeah. re entering the workforce. That's a big career change, right? Um, all those kinds of things. So I did that one. You were a stay at home mom? I was a stay at home dad. Yeah, see, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I called you a mom. Sorry. Well, I just and there are it's a stay-at-home parent, at-home parent, stay-at-home um, parent. Do you know you know what's weird? The acronym for stay-at-home dad sad. That's what's weird. <laughs> Try to say or S stay at home dad. S A H D. Try to say it and put Sahad. You try right. It's It's just sad. Sad. You know they they have um a stay-at-home girlfriends now, stay-at-home boyfriends. What? Yeah, there's no kids involved. They just they're like, oh, they're, those are just called dependents. <laughs> well, I I was gonna say they're called maids, like a housekeeper that just lives in the house, you know. Oh, <laughs> but they're like girlfriends oh, or boyfriends. Okay, all right, sorry, sorry. So I they just so, take care uh, of the sorry. house all day, but they're like the they're like they are oh, the significant other. There you go. There's yeah. just no kids, but they just take yeah, care. Yeah, it's house. just a it's a domestic. Uh yeah yeah I just, yeah, just, I just thought that just, was I thought that was interesting I never heard of it before but I heard about it last no, week I think I'm not saying there's anything wrong no with I'm it. saying it's probably, I'm just saying like I just thought that was interesting what's interesting is probably a norm a cultural norm within um when we had early societal early early age marriage rates mm-hmm. there were usually a time between married mm-hmm. and becoming parents mm, yeah yeah i could see that when when culture was predominated predominantly single income single unit families yeah so so yeah i mean it, you, you see examples of that in the so bible the, of, the, of well, the people that are married and don't have kids and you know blah 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 right yeah. so yeah you can see that okay um also so, a sweet gig I would say it's definitely a sweet gig. But I enjoy all the domestic aspects of life, and I know some people don't. 
Um, yeah. I something cathartic about yeah. cleaning. You like to angry clean, so that's I like not to angry exactly clean. great. I do like uh pressure washing. You do that's weird. Did we talk about this? I love me some pressure washing. Ah, it's terrible. So, something from dirty to clean. It's I, like a house. When you get done cleaning a room, you're like, look at this room. This is clean. I did this. Anyway. I only power wash in the rain. <laughs> Fun fact. So um, my first question to you is thinking, thinking about, um, you know, a lot in our society today, what you do for a career is really what defines you, right? Yeah, uh, you meet somebody new. You're at a party. Hey, what do you, you know? One of the first icebreaker questions. Well, what do you do? What do you do, Mitch? Right? Um, and really, uh, you know, our 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 parents. I don't want to say judge us, but our parents want us to get a good career and a good job. Mm. They don't really care how we feel in the <laughs> job, right? Like if we feel we're making a difference, like great, how much does it pay, right? So there's a lot of that societal pressure to make more money, to be more successful in your career, to have a uh, more respectable career, like love a doctor. The, love or the whatever. air quotes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so how do you how do you reconcile? that societal influence on career um, with this more biblical perspective or uh, more rooted in the Bible perspective of, of doing something, making sure that you're doing something with your time that glorifies God and his plan. Yeah, I think it's... Um... I think it's a perspective of, I don't want to tread lightly here because I've always felt like, I've always felt like I don't, I don't want to um, end up with an occupation that defines me. Mm. You know, I want to be defined as a uniquely created child of God who made for a purpose and that purpose could be a professional power washer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, or a or um, or a landscaper, or a house cleaner, or a dad, or a or a any one of those things in combination. Sure. Um, but I also um, recognize that I have that perspective also coming from I've never. Um, put in half my life training or something to yeah. to live into or mm -hmm. to become um, become something that our society holds in such high esteem, right? Yeah. I really look at it from the perspective of instead of looking at what you're doing, you should be looking at where you're at, right? Um, and it, I'll try to explain this um, easy. So instead of looking at, oh, I'm a, I'm a doctor, or I'm this, or I'm that, right? I'm the what. It's really where has God placed me? Where does God want me to go? Where does God want me to do? Because where I'm, where I'm at, or where I need to be, is what God needs me to be in that moment to affect his plan of the people around me. So it's, it's less of a what and more of a where to me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that, that matters the most. And so 
I think that, you know, like when you're, when you're seeking to understand, cause we don't know, we don't know God's plan. We don't know God's plan for us. Right. But I think sometimes we get too caught up in the, in the conversation of, oh, should I be a doctor or a lawyer? Well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of what versus where God is taking you to, right? The, the, the pushing and the pulling and where is he pointing you to, to, to go versus the what? I think that sounded all right. Yeah, that sounded good. Okay. All right. Good. High five. I'm not sure that one guy on the billboard who is the doctor and the lawyer and the surgeon. And the, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You could trust me because I was a board certified doctor. Now I'm a lawyer. It's like, wow, dude, could you. Impressive. Save some schooling for the rest of us? Man. Like, could you imagine? Um, so, uh, just a real quick. Real quick, um, Bible quote because oh, you it's on the back. Look at that. I don't have to look it up. Um, so James 4 13 15, it's kind of our um, you know, verses that we're looking at. Yeah, feel free. Uh, now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. I think that's where you were driving at. Yeah, that's where I was driving at. Um, and in, in, that, in that kind of section of it, uh, James 4, 14, which is, um, you know... Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow, right? Like, why are you doing this? You won't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes, right? Um, kind of harsh when I first read it. Well, and it all I think it all you depends know? on certain, and I come back to personality stuff all the time, but certain personalities, this Bible verse is speaks more to than others, and others are just offended by it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, some people who read this are the people who only buy one banana, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because the bunch of bananas, what... They don't know if they want a banana the next I day. I don't know if I'm going to... I mean, yeah. what they're going to mature. Like, I want my banana to be this specific ripeness. I need to select the one that is of that ripeness right now. I don't like brown bananas, so I just buy green bananas one at a time. Right? There's a personality <laughs> type like that out there. That, yeah. You know, and then there's the other side who's planning that, well, I'm going to eat the most yellow banana of this bunch of bananas every day for five days. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the bunch of bananas with five bananas with the best gradation of yellow to green. Right. And so there's those two, somebody's a planner. Somebody's a planner. Who's like, somebody planned out the week's meals and they know what they're going to have every day. Prepped them. Already cut the chicken. Already cut the chicken. And then there's people that every night are, what are we going to have for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find it I find it interesting that um And I wanna know that both are fine. 
It's okay. <laughs> I love and respect people of both camps. I, yeah, I don't see a problem with either one of those. Just if the problem but occurs I'm, is when you have a planner and a not planner together. No, they work out great. Then, you know, it can cause issues. Or if you have double planners, there that you- can cause a lot of issues. Anyway. So you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I mean, uh, accurate, you know, in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, you know, I like to look at it. I like to relate it to dinosaurs, right? Okay. We can look back and say, yeah, they were dinosaurs, but we don't know all their names and what they did all day, right? Like, so for the grand scheme of things, um, you know, the history books 2000 years from now will have a little bit of information about the, uh, you know, 1990s to 2020s. Right. But like beyond that, the Mitch won't be in it. No one's going to really remember or, or, you know, so your, your, your influence uh, may still be around, but you and who you are, uh, you're just around for a little while compared to this whole yep. this whole world. And so some people might find that comforting in a way. Doesn't bother me. Other people might be frightened by it. Yeah. I think... Um, and then some people make it their life's work and ambition to make sure they're not. Yeah. I think that's where I struggle with it, right? Which is... Um, me, I don't, I don't mind... <laughs> I don't mind sulking way into oblivion sulking. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I, I, might, I might sulk, though. <laughs> you might. <but> you're, <laughs> Disappearing you're atom- into the atom- thin air, the right? The atomization of yeah. your, your mistiness. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with that. I think what I look at is the people that are just bound and determined to, you know, I don't want to say make something of themselves or be impactful or, you know, they want to be in the history books, right? Like, I just I just want to be known for something, you yeah. know? And it's like, that's such a scary uh, proposition because you can be known for good or, or not good, mm-hmm. right? And I think that um, as a society, we run into a lot of problems when people want to be seen and known. Um, but they can't seem to do it for good reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think Mother Teresa came out and was like, I'm going to do all these great things so I'm seen and known. Yeah, that's not accurate. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, so- well, the interesting part of our um, our culture and society, too, is as times change, we have to change with them, but one of the leading, um, one of the leading career uh proclamations out of middle schoolers is uh influencer oh right yeah youtuber and influencer social media influencer yeah which is kind of built on that concept of being known and recognized Mm -hmm. for being um, known and recognized for well for a for a for a for influential thought yeah So I think there's a lot of human nature in that. It's yeah. just e- it's just a I'm not going to say easier um a well, probability. It's just, another, it's just another avenue. When we were when we were kids, uh you know, we 
we would hit a baseball acting like George Brett trying well, to hit my a home first, run. Yeah, my right? first major career change happened at 13 when I realized I wasn't going to play professional ball. <laughs> See? But, I mean, we had, our yeah. own, we had our own uh, heroes or people that influenced us, right? They were just sports or they were, you know, uh, 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 people around us, you know, firefighters, policemen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, people that were in our orbit that we could see and be like, oh, I want to be like that person, you know, or whatever. Um, but a lot of it's still rooted in the same thing. Um, you know, somebody known for hitting a baseball and everybody – Thousands of people cheering that person on. I want to be like that person, not because I want to hit a baseball, but because I want thousands of people cheering me on. Right, mm. that same kind of. No, no, maybe that's not you. Different. Maybe that's not you. That's I'm just different. saying, like, oh, you just wanted to hit a baseball, and then you found out you couldn't. You can hit a baseball. Yeah, it's just not well enough to make a living out of it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, accurate. That's, that's yeah. I will say this, uh, just my personal opinion. If you're going to do any kind of professional sport uh, for longevity, it's either baseball or soccer, I think. Because you can play them, you can play them yeah. a lot longer than football. The average career. Oh, sorry, uh, I forgot about see? golf. You forgot about golf. So, yeah, sorry. There's even the scene. Oh, PGA tennis, too. Tour. Yeah. All right. All right. Golf. Okay. You should learn how to play golf. Miniature golf, really. You got time. There's way less. Dude, do you think somehow we could figure out a way to get miniature golf to be like the big thing now? Oh, yeah. And like, you know, like, um, what's the, what's the, the, the tennis sport now everybody's playing? Pickleball. Pickleball. Okay. Sorry. That'd be it the, escaped yeah, me. Yeah. It'd be the right? same. It'd be the same. It'd be like, it'd be like the miniature golf to golf, pickleball to tennis. Yeah. Right. But pickleball is oh, yeah. way more popular than tennis. Exactly. Miniature golf could be astronomically more popular than people watching golf. I didn't know it wasn't. Dude, how do we figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, we we need to have a different podcast figuring out how in the heck we can influence everybody into some miniature golf like well, tournament. I, yeah, I just think you just need to have more eye opening conversations with people. But you need to look somebody right now and say, "Can you honestly look me in the eye and tell me that golf is more fun than miniature golf?" And I don't think anybody's going no, to know. It's no. indisputable. 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 <laughs> But you know what? What? It's the cart industry. It's the car cart. Oh, See, the lobbyist. Mm. They 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 take you out. What you if know. we could make? What if we could make the miniature golf course in such a way that it was big huge. enough? You needed a cart. Okay. Then you're not worried about that or concessions either. Yeah. Because you know you you got to stop every like four or five holes, get a hot dog or something. You know, what about the, the, you need to make it a little dirty too. So the ball wash station manufacturers yeah. still yep. exist and everything. You. Okay. We just have to figure out how to add the little, um, the tees, you know, cause that's a big manufacturing, all those little tees when you tee off in golf, cause mm. you're going to break most of them. So we got to figure that out. How we can appease the tee manufacturer, the tee yeah. manufacturer, the tee off. I don't know if they call tees. Anyway. All right. Um, well, look at that. We're running out of time. I know, but I've oh, had a great conversation. I've had a great conversation. Um, so I think, I think that, um, you know, we'll wrap it up with one, one thought and one question for you, which is, uh, I think you would agree that, you know, we're talking about how a lot of times society defines us by our work, right? 
and that in reality, what we're saying is that your worth is way more than your work, right? Like your worth as a person is way more than what you do for a living, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree to that? So with that being said, um, how can you really refocus your mind and your energy into not only yourself feeling that way, but also seeing others that way too. Like how do we break that cycle of other people seeing their worth by what they do instead of just who they are as a person? Um, How do you do that? And how do you, how do you influence people around you to do that? I think, I think the, um, yeah, my closing thought on it would be if someone's struggling with some of this, uh, I'd encourage them to look at, what they're able to do to help someone else. Mm. Um, and if I can bring it back to um, my um, airline helper that mm. fielded, Crystal. My, fielded my customer service call, right? Um, I imagine she enjoyed the opportunity to help me mm. because I created a situation. I, I navigated a situation in the way that I wasn't demanding corrective action. I was asking for help. And I'm a believer that people at our core like to help others. Mm. We like, we like to provide help Mm. um so if you can look at your worth um your inherent worth in the eyes of god and start trying to um, project that onto your perception of others that they have this um inherent worth as a child of god and you look for opportunities to help them and then you take opportunities to receive help um, I think it can reshape, reshape and relevel that playing field of who we all are. Mm. Um, because I think that's really what we're looking at is in the comparison loop. Um, is to relevel, relevel. Yeah. Re. Um. A societal projected hierarchy of worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we're really looking to do is help change our perspective to everyone has the same worth and value, regardless of what their occupation is. Yep, perfect. That's it. Look at that. Boom. Out of time. So you agree? I agree. You concur? I a concur. Concurring, a concurring Keith. Yeah, if you if you um if these kids these days unapologetically agreeing. And in, instead of instead of trying to make their TikTok videos to influence other people, they ought to realize that they're already influencers. And they influence mm. their friends and their family and everyone around them daily. And so what kind of influencer do they want to be? Do they want to be the influencer that helps sell somebody a product? Or do they want to be the influencer that helps change the world? Mm. That's it. All right. Out Thanks, of time. guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>